Friends, let's leave bad sleep behind in 2023. And luckily with Brooklinen, keeping a resolution to sleep well is easier than ever. Upgrade your sleep space with the home essentials that you need to unwind. And now is the time to invest in your space because the comforter sale is here. For a limited time, Brooklinen is offering 15% off of comforters. That's a huge sale. If you're listening after the comforter sale, visit brooklinen.com today and use code WEAR for $20 off plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com code WEAR. This is Michael Ware. You're listening to The Morning Five on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Today's one of those days where I want to take a break from our, our usual format, do something different for The Morning Five today. And that is, I want to read a significant section from a sermon that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote somewhere between... July 1962, March 1st, 1963. It's based off a sermon he preached at Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in 1957. It's on the mastery of fear. And so I'd encourage you to slow down a little bit. If you're able to find a quiet spot to listen to this, that's great. If you're on the road driving your kids to school, that's great too. Try, try and find a quiet place in your heart to listen to this sermon from Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Religion endows us with the conviction that we are not alone in this vast, uncertain universe. Beneath and above the shifting sands of time, the uncertainties that darken our days and the vicissitudes that cloud our nights is a wise and loving God. This universe is not a tragic expression of meaningless chaos, but a marvelous display of orderly cosmos. The Lord hath in wisdom founded the earth. He hath established the heaven in understanding. Man is not a wisp of smoke from a limitless smoldering, but a child of God created a little lower than the angels. Above the manyness of time stands the one eternal God, with wisdom to guide us, strength to protect us, and love to keep us. His boundless love supports and contains us as a mighty ocean contains and supports the tiny drops of every wave. With a surging fullness, he is forever moving toward us, seeking to fill the little creeks and bays of our lives with unlimited resources. This is religion's everlasting diapason, its eternal answer to the enigma of existence. Any man who finds this cosmic sustenance can walk the highways of life without the fatigue of pessimism and the weight of morbid fears. Herein lies the answer to the neurotic fear of death that plagues so many of our lives. Let us face the fear that the atomic bomb has aroused with the faith that we can never travel beyond the arms of the divine. Death is inevitable. It is a democracy for all of the people, not an aristocracy for some of the people. 
Kings die and beggars die. Young men die and old men die. Learned men die and ignorant men die. We need not fear it. The God who brought our whirling planet from primal vapor and has led the human pilgrimage for lo, these many centuries can most assuredly lead us through the death's dark night into the bright daybreak of eternal life. His will is too perfect and his purposes are too extensive to be contained in the limited receptacle of time and the narrow walls of earth. Death is not the ultimate evil. The ultimate evil is to be outside God's love. We need not join the mad rush to purchase an earthly fallout shelter. God is our eternal fallout shelter. Jesus always stressed the trustworthiness and love of God when he dealt with the problem of fear. He knew that nothing could separate man from God's love. In the 10th chapter of Matthew, we read his majestic words. Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Man, for Jesus, is not mere flotsam and jetsam in the river of life. He is a child of God. And it is unreasonable to assume that God, whose creative activity is expressed even in such details as the hairs of a man's head, would exclude from his concern the life of man himself. The idea that God is mindful of the individual is of tremendous value in dealing with the poisonous disease of fear. It gives one a sense of worth, belonging, and at-homeness in the universe. During the bus protest in Montgomery, Alabama, one of the most dedicated participants was an elderly Negro woman that we affectionately called Mother Pollard. Although poverty-stricken and uneducated, she was amazingly intelligent and possessed a deep understanding of the meaning of the movement. Once she was asked after several weeks of walking whether she was tired. My feet is tired, she answered, but my soul is rested. This was just one example of her ungrammatical profundity. One Monday evening after having gone through a tension-packed week, which included being arrested and receiving numerous threatening calls, I went to the mass meeting depressed and fear-stricken. In my address, I tried desperately to give an overt impression of strength and courage, but deep down within the soil of my inner life was the nagging serpent of fear which left me poisoned with the fangs of depression. At the end of the meeting, Mother Pollard came to the front of the church and said, come here, son. I immediately walked over and gave her a big hug. Then she said, something is wrong with you. You didn't talk strong tonight. Seeking to keep my fears to myself, I retorted, oh no, Mother Pollard, nothing is wrong. I am feeling as fine as ever. Now you can't fool me, she said. 
I know something is wrong. Is, is it that we ain't doing things to please you? Or is it that the white folks is bothering you? Before I could answer, she looked directly into my eyes and said, I done told you we is with you all the way. And then with a countenance beaming with quiet certainty, she concluded, but even if we ain't with you, God's gonna take care of you. Everything in me quivered with the pulsing tremor of raw energy when she uttered those consoling words. Mother Pollard has now passed on to glory. Since that dreary night in 1956, I have known very few quiet days. I have been tortured without and tormented within by the raging fires of tribulation. Day in and day out, I have been forced to stand up amid howling winds of pain and jostling storms of adversity. Times without number, I have learned that life has not only sunlit moments of joy, but also fog-packed moments of sorrow. But as the years have unfolded, the majestic words of Mother Pollard have come back again and again to give light and peace to the hinterlands of my troubled soul. God's going to take care of you. This is the faith that can transform the whirlwind of despair into the soothing breeze of hope. There is an old familiar motto which says, Fear knocked at the door. Faith answered. There was no one there. Well, thank you for listening. I think it's quite appropriate to close this call with Dallas Willard's rendition of the Lord's Prayer. Dear Father, always near us, may your name be treasured and loved May your rule be completed in us. May your will be done here on earth in just the way it is done in heaven. Give us today the things we need today and forgive us our sins and impositions on you as we are forgiving all who in any way offend us. Please don't put us through trials, but deliver us from everything bad because you are the one in charge and you have all the power and the glory too is all yours forever, which is just the way we want. Hope you have a wonderful day today. Talk to you tomorrow.